You are listening to Boku No Stop, an anime podcast that has become death, destroyer of worlds. I'm your host, Sybil Arnett, and with me is... Matt Marcus. Garrett. And Chris. And this week we're talking about Code Geass episodes 19 and 20. Content warnings for today's batch include suicidal ideation, general violence, and teen titties aplenty. It's a beach episode, y'all! <sighs> but for no reason and it never is. explained love it mm-hmm. and, and it like all of a sudden you know what we'll get into it we'll get into how this breaks the world <laughs> the show is about it. there'll be an entire other season about it god no wonder it sucks <laughs> last time lelouch v britannia just could not catch a break if he wasn't debating going into even further hiding to protect his sister from danger, he's learning the biggest thorn in his side is also his childhood friend and the man he trusted most, Suzuku Kururugi. He can't even rejoice that they're both nobility now, because Suzuku has just been chosen as Princess Euphemia's personal knight, a position Lelouch was hoping he would take in Nunnally's defense instead. Thankfully, nobody in the main cast has anything more to worry about, because last time we left off with Schneisel El Britannia just bombing the shit out of every named pilot back to the Stone Age. Show over, let's go home. If only. <laughs> uh, so yeah, episode 19, Island of the Gods. Uh, we resume to the sound of birdsong, and slowly it's revealed that Suzuku has survived this ordeal somehow. Uh, he has no idea how or why, or where he is. Uh, where the mech is. He's just, he washed up on the beach. He's at the beginning of an ease game or something. Ha! Uh, so, in a similar fashion, we see uh, Zero, who is still masked up, asking the same question on the beach. I'm glad his mask stayed on. That's fun. Well, someone has to say uh, about the coronavirus. So, <laughs> well, look, she he social distanced. He's away from literally fucking everybody. Yeah, I don't think he interacts with anyone who isn't a Black Knight this entire set of episodes. That's true. He, they, they're in his it, Other than the princess. Like right here. Other than the princess. <laughs> Look, all I'm saying, he's not the one breathing directly into someone else's face. You're not wrong. Look, Suzuku is a social distancing nightmare with all the judo throws. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's right. All right. So one thing to note about the opening uh, this week... Uh, with uh, the fact that Schneisel is here, uh, he gets shown in like the character reel. So now we have everybody is here. Everyone's here. The two men seem to be on the same island, which I don't know how you could just tell that. It's just it, the island. It, they all probably look like this in the area. But well, they yes, they're on the same how. island. They explain how. No, I'm saying like, if you're just watching this, like they could be on different islands. Who fucking knows? Um because there's there's no landmark to say this is this island. Um, there's a big hill in the middle. Uh, yeah, there's that. You, you know how islands are formed, thing. right? <laughs> there's a big hill with a temple in it in the middle. That's a landmark. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Uh, anyway, uh, both of them conclude that it's uh, they're not on the island they were on before, which is uh, Shikine Island. Uh, they are somewhere else because the uh, the. The plants are different, you know, it's just different foliage. Uh, and then Suzaku is the first to stumble upon someone else, and he finds a naked Kalen bathing under a waterfall. Because of course. Of course. Of course. 
Um, I also swear, I, I feel like some of this must have been added in the Blu-ray remaster, because I do not, this is just an entire blank spot that I do not remember happening originally. Oh, this was probably censored on the live broadcast. I don't think they would show this yeah. many tits on the, the TV. The only difference, no, this was there. The only difference is that they did not all, that Kala didn't have nipples. Okay. I did not see original broadcast. I only see what's up now. That's fair. Um, he calls out to her and then notices that the clothes she covers up with are a Black Knight's uniform. Meanwhile, she doesn't even miss a step because it turns out she was quote-unquote covering up to get her knife out of the coat, charging right at him. Um, he flips her over onto the rocks, fucking ow, um, pinning her down, <laughs> uh -huh. and asks if it's true if she's with the Black Knights. Um, she spits in his face that, yeah, it is, because her last name isn't um, Stadfield, it's um, Kauziki. She's Japanese, you asshole. His reply to this is not, yes, so am I, or any kind of empathy, but simply, well, I guess that means I'll have to arrest you. Because Suzaku I mean, sucks. Yeah. Doesn't Colin know that Suzaku is Japanese? Yeah, no, like, but she's I mean, she's right? trying to spit it in his face because her being so is a secret. Yeah. That's true. That's true. But also, like, yeah, her her being it is a secret, but also he's such a fucking lapdog for the Britannians, like, like he would fucking care. <laughs> That's true. Meanwhile, uh, another part of the island, Zero is trying to figure out his next move. Contacting the other knights seems like a challenge, so maybe he'll uh, pass himself off as a stranded citizen and radio the Britannians for help. And then suddenly, there's a staring, waterlogged Euphemia looking up at him from the beach. Elsewhere, Khaled, now half-clothed, with part of her suit's cleavage torn off to tie her arms with, Suzuku, her and Suzuku continue bantering. Uh, she says her people are going to get there first, and then Suzuku will be the prisoner. Uh, he then verbal judos her into admitting that she also does not know who Zero is, just so he can chastise her for trusting him. Suzuku's thought process is so alien to me on every level. Look, he, he mm -hmm. thinks he totally got an own there. He's doing respectability politics, it's fine. Like, I feel like the only response you could give him is, Hey, have you met the Emperor? Then why are you licking his balls? <laughs> anyway, back on the beach, Zero's response is to just pull a gun on the princess. But she also doesn't miss a beat, just going, Lelouch, it's you, isn't it? I haven't told anyone, I swear. And she says whether he kills her or not, she wants to at least see his face before she goes. Slowly, he holsters his gun and removes the mask, where her only response is tears of joy. Are, are we supposed to assume that she figured this out earlier? Yeah. Well, she, oh, says so. no, I, she, she says I think so they have right, a conversation. when they were at the, at the hotel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, we're not supposed to know that she knows until this moment. <laughs> no. Correct. This is the only time that she acts on what was only a hunch. Because she annoying. figures, fuck it, I got nothing to lose. <laughs> I, I guess, like, she did name drop him in an episode earlier like hey we've already lost people to this um yeah the, this the cornelia before. conversation yeah but like it literally is only here so we have an excuse not to blast her <laughs> yeah 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 for sure well i mean i don't think he was going to either way because he already gave up on that once and he still needs her to bait cornelia so um yeah anyway uh Back on Shikine Island, uh, the general from the last episode is absolutely pissing his pants. Uh, teams of soldiers are being deployed with metal detectors in the blast crater, searching for any signs of Euphemia. 
And uh, they're not coming up with fuck all. Uh, aboard the Avalon, Lloyd is really just fucking goofy. It, it's the pit is not. <laughs> oh that my big. god. Oh my god. Yeah, it's just a sand trap, but they're all running around <laughs> like they're going to find her adamantium skeleton underneath it or something. <laughs> yeah, that's uh-huh. how that works. Uh-huh. I have no idea why metal detectors would help you with this. Like the scale of this pit is so small that it could be it could be like a Final Fantasy monster in there. Like this is where you fight <laughs> the ant lion or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it definitely doesn't seem like it just got absolutely blasted by like these ri- well, this ridiculously powerful shit. Absolutely blasted, Matt. There was that fucking energy thing over top of it that trapped them in there and also protected them or whatever. But we I see don't that got turned that. off. It's stupid. You can't think about this for more than ten seconds. Don't think about this. They That's were here, this whole show. and now they're magically not here. And like, it will. I had a note about yeah, this, literally. and then it's like we hand waved it. Screw it. Uh huh. Uh huh. So Look, mad it's about just that. question mark, question mark, question mark. Yes, don't profit. Sometimes when you do the <laughs> thing, that's the coolest. You write yourself into a corner and then go, "Don't worry about it." Yeah. Uh, anyway, look, just look at the part where it's like cool robot, but with a ship with a big gun. Not that cool. Fuck it. C tier. It's an okay C tier white base. Come on. Anyway, aboard the Avalon, Lloyd is just speechless at all of this new tech uh, that's just getting out here and uh, probably like upstaging uh, the Lancelot completely. Uh, and he said, uh, like, I thought I thought you told me to collect data before practical application, correct? And Schneisler says, uh, well, you did provide such. And I wanted to see if any of these things worked. <laughs> so fuck it. Why not? And thus... Uh, the Lancelot and Lloyd's manic reports were the groundwork for the Avalon and its new cannon. I appreciate they're just going, wow, cool robot at each other. Mm-hmm. Everyone, everyone on board this ship is just nerding out over all the tech and the infinite budget. It's real good. And then, like, uh, what's-her-name and Lloyd just keep stealing each other's shit, and they're like, wow, cool robot, and then they just start one-upping each other. Rakshada? Yeah. Excuse- I think you mean Rakshada and the Earl of Pudding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, those people. I I can't fucking believe that name. <laughs> I'm sure we're going to see a weird flashback that explains it, which will be great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the prince says he's also pleased to meet Cecile, who falls all over herself in his presence, and with the reveal of an irked uh, General Bartley as well. The whole scene seems to sell. Uh, Snizel as or Snizel or whatever the fuck his name Schneisel. is. Snizel. as a man who makes sense as Lloyd's patron, ignoring formality and responding to Cecile's imprudence per Bradley or Bartley with an honest reply. Um, the prince was the one who gave the order to glass the Lancelot in service of killing Zero, and he pulled the trigger himself. Despite this, he claims he deeply regrets not taking more consideration for his subjects and hopes. And he hopes Lloyd's suggesting that Saku is alive and can be found is correct. Uh, back on the beach, we pan over all of Euphemia's clothing, stripped off her and laid out to dry in the sun. Sitting on the other side of a rock from Lelouch, draped only in his cape for warmth, we learn she had strong guesses at his identity in the hotel incident. But only seeing him face to face made her think to act on the hunch. She asks if he's zero or, and he says no, right now, he's Lelouch, the brother she knew. 
And at this point, we've been on the island long enough for everyone to be hungry. And uh, Lelouch begins digging a trap for animals. And meanwhile, uh, Suzuku could just catch fish with his bare hands. Like, this is Final Fantasy. Shoutouts to the huge own later. It's okay, <laughs> it's Lelouch. Sorry, I got these immobile fucking fruits. Maybe you could do your pit trap tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> it is so good. <laughs> God. You know, I, I gotta... Wait, she doesn't need the cape for warmth. They're on a fucking island. It's sunny as hell. They just don't want to see her, show her naked in front of her brother, which good. But good. But this cape does not cover anything because her tits are still out. It's just covering her shoulders. Yeah, they don't do a great job of it. No, I had forgotten that her tits were. I thought she was actually covered. No, well, no, this she and. For a bit, Callan were just completely nude for no real reason other than Callan yeah. needing to bathe. But then Suzuku rips her flight suit at the chest area to yep. make the bands he puts around her wrist. So we have extra yep. cleavage all yep. episode. It's so bad. I mean, like, also, like, the whole Callan bathing thing, like, come on. I don't think now's the time to take a bath. You got to figure out where the fuck you are first. No, she played survival kid. She knows how this goes. You are more likely to run into someone if you are doing a waterfall bath scene. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. There's there's no counter evidence to that. Speaking of water, under the sea, the Black Knight submarine is beginning to become a powder keg. Dieter thinks they need to keep searching for Zero. Toto thinks they need to get away while there's still time, because there's a flying battleship above them. Uh, we see in casual scanning around the ship, the Garen has also been recovered and seems no worse for wear. That beam cannon sucked. Hey, you know what? Don't think about how that happened. Yeah. It's not like there was a giant battleship right there with a huge gun pointed at it. They got it somehow. It's, it's just fine. so funny that they show it. I can explain this per the episode. Do it. Um, Do it, Cal. I will. Um, so first of all, the Gurren was outside of the glassing zone because they were specifically glassing the stupid sand pit. And later on, when they talk about the, the laser cannon in um, whatever the mech's called, I think it's the Albion, even though the ship's also named that. Gawain. Don't say they can't focus the beams. Yeah, they specifically say they can't focus the beams. But, and then Lancelot just dodged okay. real good. That's dumb. And then disappeared no. to a different island. No, that's dumb. That's dumb. How did they get the Gurren away from the Imperials? It's not like the ship was the only thing there. Yeah, all they Don't say think is about that it too hard. It was, it was it a smoke the screen. That's, what I was, that's the thing I was asking about. The laser cannon makes the smoke screen, and everybody then just nopes the fuck out. No. Unacceptable. Unacceptable. It's dumb, but we're not drawing it. How new did robot. they remove the? How did they remove the pilotless mech from there to their submarine, which they can't drive onto the beach? That's what I'm saying. Don't worry. Well, about someone had got the red in wings and install a crane on the submarine. Therefore, you could pick up the hovercraft there oh my god that crane, that crane has to be so fucking long as far out as they'd have to park it i know but i've also just been playing ff4 again and i just got to the stupid hovercraft crane anyway ogi is trying to keep things from boiling over but it is not helped in the slightest by cc just walking into the mess hall in the middle of this going yeah no zero's alive i just know shit and setting off noted hothead tamaki who calls her zero's mistress to his her face she basically looks like she's about ready to whoop his ass before Oki goes, Okay, shut up. Here's the compromise. We're going to move the sub out of the Avalon scanning range, and we will wait for one day in case of signals. Everyone cool? Everyone cool. 
Great, get to work. Cece wanders into the halls and starts talking to ghosts again. And she goes, great. Thanks to your little prank, I had to talk to that little man. And also, you took Callan too? You really do have a sick sense of humor. I hate this. I, whenever this is happening, I don't, I hate it. Don't it's worry, dumb. you'll get an eventual reveal. No, but that's the thing. It's designed to do that, yes. Uh, like, it, And it'll suck. That's the thing. It already sucks. I'm not interested in, oh, God, there's something else going on that's supernatural. Like, I don't I, care. Matt, I ha- what if I told you I have 25 episodes to change your mind? <sighs> I would say it's not going to work, but we're going to find out anyway. Bu- buckle up, fucko. You agreed to I this. Know. I know. <laughs> Look, it's not I really get 25. It. It's just the second half of season two. The good half. That's fine. Um. <laughs> oh, this is going to be fun when we come back to this in a year and a half. It's going to be a long time. Yeah. Uh, so on the island, night has fallen. Lelouch didn't succeed in his uh, pit trap plan. And only uh, Yuffie gathering fruits has resulted in them being able to eat. This sucks. Uh, but <laughs> No, this rules. No, okay, no, it sucks for them. It does rule that Lelouch sucks at this. Because yes. it's funny. Because straight up. He's getting winded digging the pit, and she says, I can help you. And he's like, no, no, no. He's trying to lever this giant rock like it never occurred to him to move over 10 yep. feet. And also, uh-huh. he he basically says, this isn't women's work to Euphemia. <laughs> she tries to help. I wish she actually, like, made a trap and caught an animal. That would have made this better. Honestly, instead of the berries thing, you know it's not. You know, hunting isn't women's work when Gather has her in it. <laughs> I agree with the boo. Uh, no, I, I think I'm applauding. I'm applauding Chris on this. <laughs> I've said dumber shit on our podcast. Do not care. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, Khaled is uh, absolutely stuffed uh, with fish carcasses everywhere. She's Definitely got her fail because Suzuku is uh, very good at catching fish. And uh, he finds it actually very charming to see her in her natural element because uh, she's way livelier than, uh, you know, he's ever seen her at school. And like for a moment, she kind of blushes and she's like, wait, no, I hate you, actually. I'm supposed to hate you. And it's well, like, OK, guys, this you know is what also you're doing. funny because I guess he must have been feeding her because her hands are still tied through this whole sequence. That's also the thing, yeah. <laughs> uh, God, it's like that whole romantic you're feeding your partner thing, but it's like the worst version, <laughs> one of the worst versions of it. Yeah, he's feeding her fish skewers. Uh, I hope there are no bones in there. I hope it took out all the bones. There are 1,000% bones in there. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh yeah. Clamp characters need a lot of calcium to support their bone structure. They just eat it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. The they, it seems like their bones are very flexible <laughs> considering their shape <laughs> and how they move. His arms grew two sizes that day. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Thanks. Now I'm just thinking of Star Trek again. Uh, anyway, the two begin uh, sparring verbally after the meal with Suzuku being shocked to learn that she's the pilot of the red frame that bedevils him so. And Colin says she's willing to die for her beliefs because giving up now will do nothing to avenge her brother or improve the world calling Suzuku the honorary Britannian lapdog of a third princess and say that he's a disgrace to his father's samurai spirit. Uh, the last Suzuku's samurai, much- mind you. 
Yeah. God, that movie fucking You're, slaps. Mm, yeah, mm. it does. I watched it again recently it? when I hit this year. God, so good. It's great. <sighs> it's the first weeb. The last time I <laughs> the first weeb. No, that's what Neo's <laughs> about. That is what Neo's about. Also, also Tom is Cruise is the, the last samurai. Yeah, Tom Shut Cruise the is not up, the samurai. Matt. It's Ken Watanabe. Oh, that's true. Anyway, God, I hate you so uh, much. That's a, that's a joke people make about the movie. You can't say it sincerely. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie in the so last long. Samurai no, I thought, is I thought the he was the last samurai because he great tagline though. I thought he was considered the last samurai because he took the guy's stuff and his wife and basically role played being a samurai at the end. No, of that movie. no, Ken Watanabe is the last samurai. Tom Cruise is just the guy from the start of 300 who's telling the story. Yeah, but he fights anyway. The, the he's also he's also the first cosplayer. Let's just say that he's the first samurai cosplayer. <laughs> That's just being the first weeb. <laughs> I know, I know, but a very particular kind of weeb. You can't be a weeb if you have an actual Japanese katana. It has to be mall steel or nothing. Or or <laughs> foam. What about foam? Foam That's doesn't true. count. Mall steel or nothing. <laughs> What about like overpriced commission foam? Mall steel. <laughs> what if the commission's nothing. from the wall mall? No. I I will not budge on this. Mall do you go to that takes commissions? I don't know. <laughs> Have you been to malls recently? They're fucking yes, wild. Yes. Yeah, Yesterday. malls are buck wild now. It's great. Malls are like Although, a fucking flea market came to life. Man, I wish the malls near <laughs> me were like that. I love, I love that you can always still buy two hats on sale at Lids as though you have two heads. Yep, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so you can wear a hat on your hat. Mm-hmm. Well, so you can have a brim on both sides of you. Yeah, you got to cover they your need... neck and your front. That's true. Protect Fuck your sides. Love, love imagining wearing four baseball caps to have a full circular <laughs> brim instead of a bucket hat. Imagine wearing a bucket hat. I should get a bucket hat. Uh. I own a bucket hat. <laughs> I'm not surprised. You got to get this. a bucket hat and then become fully. Is it, is it, is it a Kangol? Uh, oh, it's a safari hat with the, with the flap in the back. No, that's just the one that's right next to me. I don't know. That a was concerning that it was just right next to you. Why would it not be right next to me? I have a hat right next to me that just because says that's not where the sun the is. <laughs> like, there's a lot of bullshit right next to me. I've got four tote bags right here within reach. I mean, so you have a tote bag useful. for your totes. Yeah, sometimes you just need a big-ass Minion Death Cult metal tote bag. I have an entire yeah. tote bag full of other tote bags over here. Because my wife refuses to yeah, get rid of assumption. anything. It's me. I'm the wife. God, what a dark alternate timeline. I, I what, One last thing, though, is that Suzuku, uh, he he replies to Khaled saying, uh, Yeah, um, I was the one who killed my father's samurai spirit with these two hands. Yeah, we do kind of need that line. And that makes him the last samurai. Sorry, bro. I, I literally just fucking comes out and says this because in another show he wouldn't say this and they would just drag shit on for longer. And it's like, no, no, okay, he's finally just owning up to it. It's so funny Great. that these two episodes we cover today are just Suzuku telling everyone, yo, patricide Pete over here. Well, he's got a new emotional arc to be on. This one has to be over. Yeah. <laughs> Now he has to be. Now he has to be taking queer women's love interests away. Happy Pride or whatever. <laughs> well, no, Pride's over. That's why this art can happen. That's right. 
<laughs> I mean, Bonita's <laughs> also Clamp just does bad. Not stand for lesbian? <laughs> no, it definitely doesn't. Like, I'm gonna be real. I don't think Clamp could do a single non-cucked lesbian. Yeah, the, what you can't see, listeners, is every person on these cameras sitting here thinking and nodding. Well, no, I was just thinking <laughs> yeah, about... I mean, that, that's, that's true. That's the only reaction to that, that I was just I thinking about if the vaginal canal, canal was to scale, because then the long arms make sense. Hmm. I mean, fisting doesn't really work when there are no bones in the fingers. <laughs> no, but they have bones in the fingers. That's what they got for the fish. The fish bones. The only proof we have that there are any bones in any clamp body is the fact that Mao had casts. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Your fashion statement. <laughs> yeah, that would be DJ fashion. <laughs> is that stealing valor from actually injured people? I don't know. I don't know. DJs are nothing but stealing valor. <laughs> That's true. So, Suzaku claims Zero is a lot like his father, uh, thinking that everything revolves around him and his quote-unquote ideals, no matter whose lives they claim along the way. Um, Callan just shrugs this off and sulks back that if, and sulks back that if Zero's ways, if more direct ways are so wrong, then what purpose did her brother die? Uh, Euphemia and Lelouch are having a much left, must much less mad conversation, both being sad that they can't just be innocent like they once were together. With both women asleep, Lelouch and Suzaku- What are you talking about? You were just naked together. Fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Uh How much more Garden of Eden do you need it to be? (laughs) Look, we can't go full Blue Lagoon on this. That's a name I haven't heard in a while. I was about to say, please tell me literally anyone else knows that movie or I will feel so old. I, you, Sybil, the only thing I know about that movie was that I got referenced in the South Park movie. <laughs> <laughs> Have you not seen <laughs> that wide-eyed stare? I farted on the set of Blue Lagoon. I guess that Matt has not seen the Blue Lagoon. Good to know. I have not. I know they fuck. I, I, I think that's the point, is that they fuck, right? Yeah, basically. Yeah, okay. Return to the Blue Lagoon has no reason to exist, but, you know. With both women asleep, Lush and Suzaku notice spotlights on a nearby cloud. Um, the Avalon has landed on their island, uh, near neither party, of course, and Bartley says the island was of interest to Clovis before his death. Okay, how um, fucking Scouts funny would it have been if they landed outside of his pit trap and, like, Prince Clo- what Prince Neitzel just gets off and gets impaled? <laughs> or even better, it's just his foot stuck in the crowd. It's just like this. It's holding up all the rest of his weight. <laughs> Scouts have discovered some kind of underground crevice on the island, and Snizel's response to seeing this is, ah, yes, I can see why this would have attracted Clovis's attention. Uh, both of the pa- both of the protagonist duos head towards the light in the morning. As they do, we see Lloyd, Bartley, and Schneitzel underground. It turns out that inside the cavern is a quote-unquote thought, and Lloyd says, this is way outside my field of research. You probably wanted Cecily. 
and Bartley finally takes the stick out of his ass to explain why Schneitzel commuted his sentence. There are ruins like this around the world, and this Japanese site is the is the only one not under direct Britannian control. His theory is that the Britannian's empire's expansion is being driven to get whatever these sites are or contain, uh, which is why the empire is so hot on them. Something that Clovis picked up on and tried to get ahead of before his demise. As all of this is going on, the camera pans around the area, and we see a familiar sigil in both the walls and a large pyramidal object. I like this that Boyd sucks. is just like, fuck the supernatural stuff. I want to make cool robots. This sucks. Thought elevator is a stupid thing. <laughs> yeah, but it's not the first time we've heard that phrase. It, it is not. It is not. I think, uh, wasn't it um, uh, the emperor said that when he was like hanging out in the... In the piss void, yeah. In the uh, yeah, in, in the piss temple. I don't remember. So yes, this. Lloyd suggests this is why they brought it. It's the second scene where he's there and he's talking with his own ghosts about the thought elevator. It's right after the guard comes up to him with news. Yeah. He's like, "Ah, yes, yeah. I was just talking to Clovis." Yeah, and then like Schneisel, he's like, "Oh, Schneisel's gonna come at me. Mm. Cool." Yeah. Lloyd suggests, oh, so that's why you bought a new model prototype frame down here then? You're going to use the Gawain's Druid engine to investigate this? And the Gawain looks like an Anubis statue in a particular shade of red, taller than hell, just looming in the corner of the cavern. No, it literally just looks like the Anubis from Zone of the Enders, too. That's what it looks like, especially next episode when it's like floating out of the sky. It's just the Anubis. But the Anubis is cool, so I'm okay with this. The Anubis is really fucking cool. I'm, I'm going to take a controversial stance. There are no bad mech designs in Zone of the Enders. There are problems with that series, but there are no bad mech designs. I'm going to disagree, having recently replayed Zone of the Enders 1. Okay. Mm. There's some uncool robots of that. I figured if anyone was going to throw that back in my face, it would be the bad GBA game, but fair enough. Mm. But the, I'm not the bad GBA I... game is just like weird super robot wars. Yeah, but it's also the one that has the most filler. That's fair. The entire first game is only filler. The second one only. Um, yeah, I would say ZOE 2 yeah. only. Okay. Matt, it's, okay. Like 13, it's like 13, 14 hours long, and you only play the game for about two and a half of it. <laughs> That's well, what I've heard. Say. That's I mean, why I'm like, is play that worth it? the first one in an afternoon. Yeah, Plus you're mostly has... just watching a mecha anime. A Gundam ass pilot named Dingo Egret. Oh god, I forgot about Dingo. Dingo Egret. Don't worry about it. Dingo Egret pilots a robot that turns into the Vic Viper from Gradius. Hell I was yeah. about to say, like, is he from Australia or some shit? Like, what the fuck? What? There's no Australia when we're in space. Haven't you seen Gun? No, you haven't. You haven't seen Gundam. <laughs> Aren't there space? Oh no, no, there are space Australians in DBZ, right? Yeah. Oh no, that's that's a DBZ abridged joke. Never mind. Matt, in case you in case you didn't know by the name Dingo Egret, Hideo Kojima did this. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean that's that's why I know about it because like I remember seeing the uh, the ads for it and hearing like, oh yeah, the demo for Metal Gear Solid Two is in Zone of the Enders One, and I'm like, cool, I want to check that out, and then I just never did, and just bought um, subsistence on a. Uh, Xbox later on. God, Zone of the Enders 2 is like virtual on, but uh, good in a way, in a form a person can play. Yes. 
Zone of the Enders is to Sony what Crackdown was to Microsoft, in that both of them are okay games with a better sequel that people only bought the first one due to a demo disc. Mm. Why did Crackdown have a demo for? Halo 3, I believe. Yeah. Oh. Atop the hill, both duos meet up, and Lelouch quickly throws on the Zero Mask again as he spots the other team first. He offers a simple trade, telling Euphemia play along as he holds a gun to her. My subordinate for your ruler, a prisoner exchange. Unfortunately, literally everyone else does not play along with this, with Callan breaking her bonds, Euphemia telling Suzuku to fight, her life be damned, and Suzuku charging the man with the gun. <laughs> Welp! They're white. Women can't, women can't be controlled. Barbie, now with Peter's. <sighs> Uh, well, I tried to take my child to go see it. She was interested, and then she lost interest, and instead we watched the Sam Raimi Spider-Man. That's a good pick. Mm. It was great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Things get worse uh, immediately, because uh, the ground beneath them is uh, revealed to be the top of some kind of structure, and uh, it lights up with the same Gias uh, sigil as Lelouch's eye, and the structure begins sinking into the hillside. Uh, There's a brief flash of a blonde figure, potentially a woman, uh, somewhere kneeling with a wicked grin. Uh, Meanwhile, Lloyd is looking at a monitor doing some, uh, the Ava is about to eat an angel shit, uh, going like, oh, that's not good. And uh, apparently the software was created by the Britannians' uh, physical research. No, psychical. uh, Psychical. Psychical. I was like, am I reading that right? I I transcribed this word for word off the screen. Britannians psychical research and laboratories. Uh, That's a phrase. Yep. Uh, So we see the door and pyramid both glowing the same shade of red, but before anyone can do anything about this, the cavern's roof collapses in, dropping the quartet into the center of the room. Elevators also go down, not just up. Got them. <laughs> it's true. Not if you're Steven Tyler. I don't know who that is. No, I, I no, I, 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 I got don't know it. What that I is. got it. Revolution. <laughs> now I know you're fucking with me. No, they have that roller coaster I rode one time. <laughs> That's all I know about Aerosmith. Oh, you don't know about their amazing light gun game where you fight a dominatrix with CDs? Revolution yeah. X. Oh yeah, I did Revolution play that for X five owns. seconds at ground control. It's a bad game. It's, it's a bad terrible. game, but I like I liked playing it at the time before I knew better. It is horrible, but it owns. It does own. Where is this for being horrible? I'm gonna find out about this Aerosmith roller coaster instead of making a podcast now. Carry on. Go for um, it. I, I think it was rebranded at this point. Oh, it's at Disney. Um, it's the Rock anywho. and Roller Coaster. Yeah, it, I think it was rebranded from Aerosmith to something else. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, at this point, all hell breaks loose. Only Bartley has enough combat experience to keep his composure, telling the troops not to fire too widely. Um, Euphemia is directly beside Zero. Um, the troops are slowed down by the order to form a protective wall around the princess, and Callan flashbangs them to seize a gun. Meanwhile, Zero uh, sees the nearby Gawain and uh, goes, Callan, we have an escape route. Where he starts the frame up as she climbs atop of it, and Zero curses that he has to pass up an attempt to kill his non-discovered um, Snizel, uh for his escape. On the other hand, 
Um, as he begins playing with the controls on the way out, he realizes this frame was definitely worth the price when he learns it can fucking fly, cackling into the sky with Callan riding on its shoulder. Which is weird, because clearly this, the Gwen is a two-seater nightmare frame, but yet Callan just has to ride on top of it. It is kind of a dick move when the, the second one has to be right at his feet, and he's just not letting her get in. That's right, mm-hmm. zero drift compatible with himself. <laughs> It was rebranded as an Avengers roller coaster. Ugh. That's a downgrade, and I don't usually mm-hmm. say anything is a downgrade from Aerosmith. <laughs> now that he's out of danger, Suzuku stops staring into space and comes back to his senses. Schneisel, Lloyd, and Bartley walk out of the cave first, the general being the maddest that they lost the mech. But Schneisel just says, well, it was only a prototype, but an anime that means it's the best one possible. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Fucking idiot. Uh, however, he does hold Euphemia back because the guards are all surrounding Suzuku and and issuing an arrest for the boy. Out at sea, Lelouch flashes back and reveals how the two of them survived last episode. His Gias command to his friend was live. Unfortunately for Suzuku, his brain took this as shut the cockpit on the Lancelot and immediately flee the pit with a terrorist in tow and telling his boss to eat a dick while on the comms. <laughs> it's so funny when they play the tape. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's like, I said that. Was that me? I, yeah, that's I like, that's like us every time we hear. been me. That's like us every time we hear like what we said on an episode. <laughs> it's like, I said that? I have no idea how you got out of the Lancelot, but you blew a golden opportunity to put an end to zero in order to save your own life, according to this. Are you going to protest this evidence? Was that really me? This is nothing less than insubordination. But nobody knows how the two of them got out of the Lancelot, but this is definitely enough that everyone goes, oh, getting him off the hook for insubordination is going to be an uphill fight this time. There's tapes. The answer is, just don't worry about it, dog. I got you. Yeah, exactly. Schneisel's just like, look, I got this. But it's just so funny that everyone's going through the motions. Cordelia's response is just, what? Kururugi did that? And she's still disgusted when Guilford comes in with an urgent relay. It appears that terrorists have bombed out the bridge to Kyushu, and more attacks have cut off the ability for vehicles to reach the region. Meanwhile, no less than four separate points around the northwest of Japan are being approached by a sea-bound invasion force. Cordelia thinks it has to be the Chinese Federation and asks if there's been a declaration of war, but Guilford says no, and it's not the Chinese. All the boats are flying the Japanese flag as we go to credits. Uh, That takes us to episode 20, Battle for Kyushu. Uh, So we cut to Kyushu block, Fukuoka base. It's flying the Japanese flag in a truly gnarly windstorm. And, uh... <laughs> what is this for fun? Every time they say Kyushu Block, just imagine Suzuku giving a solemn dude's rock. Yeah, it's funny. Because he would. Suzuku is a chive guy. He is a chive guy. Anyway. I don't know what that means. Good. <laughs> I also don't know uh, what that means. Good. Is this a thing for people who are on the computer too much? No, this is a thing for people who are not on the computer too much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Basically, a chive guy is the third form evolution of a Reddit guy. Anyway, 
In the press, a man named Atsushi uh, Sawasaki is giving an inflammatory speech from inside, having been a part of the forces which just captured the base. Uh, the news tells us that he was the chief cabinet secretary of the Kurugi administration before the occupation, and he fled to China when the war broke out. Uh, the newscaster speculates on what connection, if any, Sawasaki has to Zero and the Black Knights as the uh, terrorists turn off the TV and begin discussing, you know, what the hell's going on. Uh, Kyoto was just caught as off guard uh, by this as the rest of them, according to the message they've received. It seems Sawasaki received uh, Chinese Federation units, but is being allowed to appear as the face of the salt to um, prevent an overt war. A later broadcast says that their troops are humanitarian support for Sawasaki's own people, which is the cover they go with. Um, Colin asks Zero, what's the move? And we cut to the opening before he responds. We resume on the Avalon. Steitzel's not on board, being busy with tasks in the Tokyo district, so Lloyd seems to be in command of this operation. Suzuku says he's ready to do whatever needs to be done for the mission, but he's basically sitting in a corner looking at his broken pocket watch in a depressive funk. Sad. In a flashback, we find out he returned his knighthood to Euphemia, telling her about the patricide and saying, yet again, he's gone out of line and is being protected for it. And as a result, he has to refuse the title if he's ever to start taking his licks. Around Japan, the various royals are reacting in their roles. Cornelia is trying to lead a counter-assault from sea, but the heavy storms are making it impossible to field air units, and the coastline has been fortified against a direct landing. We see shout-outs to, like, the third guy in a row who gets sent out by himself to get blown up by mines. Yep. It is... I think the worst unit you can be in under Cornelius' command are the frogmen, because I don't know if they've ever succeeded in a single mission on camera. No. And she sends out three different guys who all get got the same way in this episode. What are you doing? Look, she's got plenty of, uh... No, wait, they don't. They don't have plenty of people. Cornelia might be nope. a bad commander. It's just that everyone else in the world are worse commanders. Anyhow, Schneisel is leading the political movements in the capital, telling Darlton to contact the EU Foreign Affairs Office for support against Chinese aggression, and then put in a call to the Totomo Agency in Cambodia. Euphemia bursts into this meeting and offers to help, but Darlton has to tell her that Cornelia already forbade Schneisel to involve her in this incident. The prince tries to smooth things over, though, saying, Cornelia can't allow herself to worry about you in the middle of such a crisis, princess, before returning to his conversation as if she wasn't in the room at all. So rude. <laughs> uh, so, at the student council room, Revolves, Nina, Shirley, and Millie are the only ones in attendance. Revolves is going on about how this whole thing is just China starting a war and using Sawasaki as a smokescreen. And Nina somehow never considered military action on their own shores as an invasion. Uh, so apparently uh, Nina is now officially the second character in all fiction who could be so naive as to actually as to accidentally invent a WMD and then go, what? You could use this for evil? Uh, behind, of course, Hal Eberich, who apparently has a better way with women than she does. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. You're not, you're not wrong. That's just, oof. Look, his stepsister was into it. Was it his step? Oh, wait. Emma. I'm thinking. 
thought that was his actual sister. Like, I'm not pretty sure she's step. Okay. But he does bang his stepmom. Well, yeah. Hmm. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Look, uh, everything looks Nina... better than Huey in hindsight. Huey is such a pug. Anyway, uh, Millie and Nina have a short discussion about some kind of gift Lloyd offered to help with at the museum, uh, which sets uh, revolves off again because he is uh, still bitchless. <laughs> so despite the crisis, he says uh, revolves still has to do uh, the work of three people because Suzuku is on the front lines. Callan is out sick, supposedly, and Lelouch has apparently gone AWOL. The last remark sets something loose in Shirley's brain and she flashes back to the end result of finding that crumpled paper, a uh, crumpled up page under her desk. Uh, good job, Lelouch, for getting rid of all the evidence. Um, we learn that she was not writing a suicide note and that the message she wrote out and crumpled up just had um, her straight up revealing Lelouch equals zero. Um, so now she's just very, very confused, wondering how she could forget something like that. And also, where is that guy? Uh, meanwhile, they're just putting a wingsuit attachment on the Lancelot, and Cecile is asking Suzaku why he gave, gave up his knighthood, and uh, she also comments that he got perfect scores on the float unit test. I love that they have simulations coded up for highly experimental technology that he's already run through. Well, he's he's de- bored and depressed now that he's not a knight anymore. I guess that's when I get really into video games, too. You've got a point. Yeah, just like the new Armored Core came out. Did it? A <laughs> uh, uh, couple weeks. Not yet. I don't know. I'm busy playing Warcraft 2. Um, Vilad explains that he's doing it because uh, Euphemia still approves of him, but he just brings trouble in his wake, and he doesn't want his mistakes to dishonor her. She's still going around holding his badge and being real depressed at the art museum, though, uh, thinking that she really only ever was or will be a figurehead. And then Euphemia reveals she's also an idiot when she says, I thought if I gave my best, they would learn that I could do stuff and I could make a difference. Forgive me, Clovis. Uh, She says, while staring at a portrait of him, I met with Zero and I did not avenge your death. She mopes that the sole decision she could make on her own, her own choice of night, didn't even go as planned. Suzaku resigned. And outside, Nina is trying to enter, but is told she has to wait due to a member of the royal family being in the building. And obviously, her next question is, ooh, ooh, who is it? <laughs> mm-hmm. So we cut from that to the Black Knight submarine. Zero says the knight's official stance will be not supporting Sawasaki. To do so is just to change whose boot is on their neck. Britannia's replaced with a much finer cut Chinese federation. Everyone is a bit speechless at this, and so Dieter's like, oh, oh, come on, come on, can I say it, or are you gonna tell them? And Zero says- It's like a fucking Vince McMahon meme for Dieter in this whole conversation. Yes, it's so good. (laughs) But Zero spits out the thing that Dieter's been guessing at for ages. The final goal of the Black Knights is to establish Tokyo as an independent state. The room is shocked, all except for a visibly erect Dieter, who's just like, yes, she said it, I'm fucking right! And Zero continues his speech going, What did you think all this resistance was for, you idiots? Nobody's coming to swoop in and save us. We either earn independence ourselves or die trying. So, back in the museum, we slowly see a limousine leaving the building, uh, which is a quiet shot, and then 
We cut to a yelling Nina running towards the gate, guards in tow as she shouts for the princess by name. Thank you for giving me this section, by the way, Sybil. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's that wasn't on purpose, it's but it feels like oh, it. No. There's, there's a worse line I gave myself. We'll I, get there. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, so, Euphemia's limo is stopped by the guards uh, who are like basically tackling Nina to the ground and just, you know. Yeah, they're stopping as, frisking her face. I love how the they pavement. do, like, there are yeah, four uh-huh. of them, and then they call for backup, and, like, 12 more guards are running in from everywhere. She She's such a fucking, she doesn't need, like, two people Racism to, like, wrestle to the ground. She's so tiny. She's so tiny. <laughs> <laughs> you won't like me when I'm racist, and I'm racist all the time. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's my secret cap. Start saying slurs. Ah, <laughs> uh, fuck. Anyway, uh, the activity puts the whole structure on lockdown, of course, because it looks like, like, God forbid she had like a bomb on her or some shit. Everyone just make sure that Nina isn't... Uh, Anything more than a distraction for an actual assault, because that is something the Black Knights actually would do. That'd be smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, but during the commotion, Euphemia sees Nina on the ground and realizes, oh, hey, I know this girl. And uh, it, it remem- she remembers the, the scene at the hotel. And she leaves the limousine and orders the guards to, to uh, let her go, saying that that girl's a personal friend of mine. And the face Nina makes is, let's just call it unsettling. <laughs> I was going to say lewd. Which is unsettling, given the context. Uh, We return to the naval forces. The weather is clearing up, and Cornelia has a chat with Guilford on her flagship about the plan. Um, She's in charge of the operation since she outranks Lloyd, and there's no other commander aboard the Alvion to handle the strategy for the special corps. Um, The landing is about to begin with the use of the Lancelot as a key factor, Something that Guilford says improves their chances, while Cornelia merely uh, says it risks trouble. Um, aboard the airship Avalon, they're pushing into occupied territory, draws the notice of uh, Fukakoa base, um, who has launched a spread of missiles skywards. Lloyd tells Suzaku, oh no, that doesn't mean shit to us, as he offers to the blast some down. Oh, as Zaku offers to blast some down, and we see within moments that the Avalon's got a force field like the Lancelot, but on a much larger scale. So long as they're not directly on top of the place, they should be invincible to arms fire. Um, there's a great scene where Sawazaki is watching the screens in the base with the Chinese general, and their radar shows direct hits on the Elvion, which then just keeps flying despite this. Cecily lays out the mission plan to Suzuku as he prepares to launch. The Avalon is being used to cross over the front lines as transport only, and once it's in enemy airspace, the Lancelot is to be launched out with the float unit to transport it to Fukuoka base directly, while he'll be the sole player in this mission. He's cautioned to watch his uh, specs at all times, as the float unit will consume its power rapidly, and disregarding it will send him plummeting to his death. I am so tired that I'm starting to sound slightly tired. Uh... The General and Sawasaki heard reports of this toy, which they only identify when it's within visual range, but Sawasaki seems to be aware of the pilot's identity. After the break, we flash back five minutes to Suzuku being informed of his objective by Lloyd. He's there to disable or dispose of Sawasaki. Without him, the Chinese government will have no further excuse to be here, and they'll either have to withdraw or face full glory. No, the UN will be mad. Uh, when the Lancelot enters the air... 
When the Lancelot enters the base's airspace, Sawasaki begins broadcasting on an open channel, hoping to catch the boy. Unfortunately, the thing he leads with is, Ah, I see. I didn't know the late Prime Minister had a son like you. The last you, you samurai. Know, I, I can't believe we're just going to like gloss over the fact that Chris just called Italian sleepy. I'm sleepy and I'm an Italian, yes. What do you want from me? <laughs> we then cut to Nina and Euphemia in the palace, sharing tea in front of a fireplace. This, too, is Yuri. Mm-hmm. Nina tries to gas up a depressed Euphemia. She bemoans that she's nothing as special as her siblings. Tragically, this only leads into Nina shit-talking herself and Euphemia telling her, No, Nina, you're a cute girl. Basically, Nina keeps saying things which Euphemia only half hears, making the realization she needs for self-actualization, while Euphemia offers compliments which Nina can solely hear as suggestive or encouraging her desires. In the middle of this, Euphemia also conveniently ignores Nina dropping some hard R's about Suzuku, because of course she goes in on Euphemia's choice of night. <laughs> God, what is it with, like, this season on both shows being cursed Yuri content? Like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> Uh, so <laughs> this feels like a personal front just to me. Uh, so back on the battlefield, uh, Suzuku is getting hit with uh, very blunt criticism from uh, Sawasaki, calling his plan of the uh, his plan of revolution the right way a fool's take, a justice without ideology. Fucking get his ass. Mm-hmm. Uh, so rather than continue his mission, he goes, uh, "No, you're wrong. I and." explodes, losing his rifle because he's landed in the middle of a military base full of hostiles who are now all shooting at him. Uh, Sawasaki just laughs, thinking that he's got this in the bag because he managed to out-debate a literal child, which is um, something we see a lot, especially on the internet. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, unfortunately, he might be right because uh, the arms fire destroys the float unit, which have already drained a mass on the Lancelot's power and can no longer return it. So he's stuck. He's pretty screwed until the next thing happens. Cecily orders him to switch all power to the unit to comms and to and combat systems. And so uh, good luck, buddy. <laughs> You're on your own. In Tokyo, Euphenia busts into Snisel's uh, uh, room and asks if she can commandeer a private communication line, a request he grants. As Sawasaki taunts Suzaku, saying he really is, quote, every bit of his father's stubborn son, in refusing to trade on that name for safe package, Euphemia busts onto the comm and overrides um, Sawasaki's frequency. Um, despite Suzaku saying he can't really talk right now, he's quite focused, Euphemia cries out that she has an order for him. Uh, Suzaku uh, Kuragi, I order you to love me. His response is, yes, your highness, and then just stopping altogether as his brain catches up to what happened. This sucks so bad. Um, uh, yeah, well, you know. so funny. The, the power of love is, a power, is an important theme. You can't put it in, you can't, mm-hmm. hey, look, just like exposure, you can't run your robot on the power of love, and you can't buy groceries with exposure. Fuck off. I have definitely bought groceries by exposing myself, thank you. Well, you exposed yourself for money, which can be traded for the goods and services. What? No, if you flash someone at the checkout, nobody will chase you. Oh, no. Aboard the Alvalon, only Cecile has a headset <sighs> to hear what's happening, and she makes a shocked noise. Lloyd runs up so asking... The power of love does power the Ava, actually, so that's also incorrect. 
I wasn't gonna fight you on it, but I was thinking it powers a lot of fucking robots. What do you think new types are, asshole? Uh, <laughs> anime is bad. Look, I've watched I've watched Macross. Love certainly powers robots a lot of. No, the I'm time. sorry. Music powers robots in Macross. Very different. Yeah, but they're love songs. That music could be the song, The Power of Love. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, That's probably what it is. I've not watched Macross. Huey Lewis. (laughs) (laughs) That is. Um, Uh, It's just that fucking um, American Psycho meme, but it's like, have you watched Macross 7? Listen to my song. Huh. Lloyd runs up asking what's happening, and C- and Cecile just removes the earpiece, saying, "Sorry, this is private." The two of them have this very long, heartfelt speech back to- and forth to one another, and they admit that they're really quite fond of each other's flaws. Both of them, Suzuku asks that no matter what, she do him one final favor: whatever happens to me, don't hate yourself. Slowly through his continuing on, asking her to destroy all records of his service and tell everyone that he got transferred away instead of blown up. Uh, and she realizes that he's in live combat. And, uh, oh, sorry, this wasn't the time for this, I guess. And he's like, it's fine. I'm out of energy now. And uh, a very desperate scream escapes her. He has to live. And then his eyes flash red again with the lingering Gios order. But before anything... Can- and we all learn that love can bloom on a battlefield. Hmm. Yeah. Tying That's it back. Right. Yep. Uh, but before... It- now we have to leave in all of the talk about Hideo Kojima games. Uh, before anything can come of this, <laughs> I wasn't gonna cut it. suddenly the very earth around him just ignites as the twin beams flash, flash frying all of the Chinese frames around him and that were about to finish him off. Uh, I gotta say, this show is setting up like the most toxic polycule ever. <laughs> they can't even fucking commit to who's a love interest for whom. They're just all over the place. Yo, Nina transforms from a bottom to a top when she powers up after calling Suzuku several slurs. It's fine. Oh, God. You know what? You know what? I'm not going to go into fanfic territory. There's so much you could do with that. I cannot wait for our next recording. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> okay okay gonna gonna call it gonna call Matt, it out it's, it's gonna be a festival chase- we thought we were off the mm, rails now <laughs> mm, okay okay i was about to say like my, my complete shot of the dark is gonna be like oh it's gonna be a chasing amy we should just all fuck moment <laughs> <laughs> that would be that would be healthier Oh no. Sawasaki and the command troops are wondering what in the hell this is, because this thing avoided radar entirely, and we get to learn that the newly captured Gawain Zero stole last episode now has stealth functions. This is also where we reveal it is a twin-seat mech, and Cece is running the controls at Zero's feet as the suit floats in gently to the ground. Uh, Lelouch, however, is the one who has the guns... Because their monologuing is interrupted by air support. And he goes, these people are in my way. And just fires beams across the sky. But By the way, can we... Can, can, can Suzuku definitely killed some people in this operation, right? Like, I'm not crazy. Suzuku's killed like, a shitload of people. I know, but I feel like there was the whole, I don't want to kill anybody. And now I just realized in the middle of this episode that, like... He doesn't want to kill people in the way cops don't want to kill people. Sometimes you just gotta. No, but even then he was just like, 
oh, I, I like they were just like forcing his hand so much like, oh, you got to do the execution on Toto like last record. Here is the thing. Suzuku keeps saying he does not want to kill people. What Suzuku means is I don't want to kill Japanese people because what he does this episode is go, these are all Chinese frames. <laughs> and then he's totally go- he literally points this out. Oh, I forgot about also, that. Jesus Christ. He's now accepted the murdering of his father, so he's cool with murder now. That's true. Also, yeah. Part of the reason why I didn't want to kill because he didn't want to. I don't want to kill again. I have to balance out the souls. One Japanese soul is worth a hundred lives. So until I've killed a hundred people, <laughs> I cannot take another Japanese. A hundred, a hundred Chinese people, at least. I mean, he probably would fight some Britannians, too. Who knows? I don't know. I think he, he wants to be a Britannian so badly. I don't know if he would. I don't have anything appropriate, I can say. <laughs> That explains what was going past your face. Cecile and Lloyd are watching from the Avalon, horrified. The weapons on the Gawain weren't active when the Black Knight stole it, which means that they have a team who can reverse engineer and completely repair experimental tech. On the sub, Rakshada finds it distasteful that she's just had to collaborate with the Earl of Pudding to turn the Gawain into the force that's on the battlefield. She's the one who added the stealth tech and finished the weapon system, but she had to admit the float system Lloyd's team designed was simply better. I'm just realizing now, um, it's not on these notes, but the Chinese general's name is General Cao. Uh-huh. Yeah, I didn't mention it because he basically has three lines. His name's fucking... He's super famous, Matt. Yeah, for chicken. <laughs> Yeah, like I. The thing is, I thought that was the goofiest name in this episode until Earl of Pudding showed up. You live in a Matt. Matt, don't tell me that you're not familiar with military officials being famous for chicken. (laughs) (sighs) That's fair, even though it is an American uh, dish that was made by a Taiwanese cook. Anyway, (sighs) we're talking about the Confederate chicken man. No, I know. I was just. Anyway, that's right. I knew we were talking about KFC. Come on. I didn't think you were talking about Popeye. Well, no, he's in the Navy. And also, he never made a commissioned officer. The Navy's fake military. He doesn't count. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think any of the others could punch out a battleship single handedly. Now, that is pretty anime. Now Popeye's that I think about it. sick as hell. Mm-mm-mm. See, now I'm just thinking of the battleship movie and wondering if that's in the Mattel cinematic universe. No, because that's Hasbro. Damn it. Hasbro Cinematic Universe. Hasbro gave up on that after Battleship flopped. Mattel is trying it on their own. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if you saw the after credits scene to the latest Transformers movie where they're actually doing. Yeah, I'm aware. G.I. Joe. What? <laughs> oh, yeah. They dropped that. Uh, they're trying to recruit one into G.I. Joe. Yeah. Uh, oh, God. So now there's a crossover. Oh, fun. It already fun, has fun. been in the comics for years. Oh, I didn't know that. The G.I. Joe movie was The G.I. Joe movies were all pretty good, actually. They were great camp. It's arguably uh, the last time I saw Bruce Willis give a coherent performance. I'm Sad. honestly, like, it's it's not a good movie, I can admit it, but Battleship owns. I won't go that far. I've not seen it, because it looked really stupid, <laughs> so I didn't see uh, it. Rihanna can't act. That's why uh, what that was like side number one that it was going to be well, bad. Yeah, but I mean, like I also saw Valerian. So anyway, the Gawain lands uh, beside the Lancelot and holds out a battery pack for the suit, saying that 
Zero is there to finish off the commander in the base. Uh, what will you do, Suzuku? Uh, the boy smiles and says there's no chance Zero will get his way uh, because uh, the Lancelot has orders to carry out. Charge to full, the two immediately begin just ransacking their way through the base uh, with Suzuku carving his way through ground troops and Zero in the sky raining hellfire in all directions. Uh, it's It's pretty sick. It's a good sequence. I'm not gonna lie. It is also sick that they decided to use the energy like reflector as a way to like focus lasers. Yeah. Cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So an increasingly desperate uh, Sawasaki tries to talk Zero into supporting him and Suzuku calls the puppet leader a coward who ran to the Chinese instead of remained with his people. I don't like the way that feels either. <laughs> you know, I, I get it when it's, hey, my dad and everyone else in the cabinet stayed to do things yeah. for the Japanese, and you just got out of Dodge. I mean, sometimes it's better to just fucking get the fuck out before everyone gets got. It doesn't seem like he was just like, I don't know. Maybe I just don't know the the, the interpersonal dynamics as much here, but like the... And I get the, the the optics of invading with a Chinese force and pretending to be Japanese is not great. But I don't know. Nobody feels like the good person. Here. I feel like Sawasaki is the biggest visible piece of shit. Oh, he sucks. Yeah. No, without a doubt, he still sucks. Outside of the base, we get another reaction montage from various cast members. Bloyd and Rakshada are just absolutely horny for combat data, watching their frames tear up an entire base together, which understandable. Cool robot. Um, in... Whatever room she's in, uh, Euphemia is ecstatic because her brother and her possible lover are fighting side by side for everyone's benefit. Um, and elsewhere on the coast, Cornelia literally stopped dead in the middle of combat and goes, wait, Zero is doing what? <laughs> Finally, we see a sulking Kelling aboard the sub, uh, watching the battle um, with the other Black Knight commanders. She says, well, okay, that's like cool and all, but like the Gurren could like totally do that stuff too. And uh, Dieter cuts her off saying that it's all right. The entire point is that uh, we want to be a presence on the battlefield. Just something that spreads as rumor that the Black Knights were involved and making their stance about Japanese independence clear with this move. Sorry, bro. You don't fly. Not yet. Yeah, not yet. Uh Apatic Sawasaki has clearly been wounded by Suzuku's claims of cowardice as he and General Sao are just fucking running away in a golf cart towards a helicopter. <laughs> but it, it does him no good as the Slash Harkin topples the chopper and quickly the Lancelot is pointing its energy blades at the duo. The next day, official channels report the incident as solved by Viceroy Cornelia's sudden attack with her being the one on camera leading the captured Sawasaki away. The narration continues, saying that half the troops and the Chinese general were also captured in the attack. The Chinese Federation's stance is that the forces in one district were swayed by the Japanese expats and were not moving in unison with the government's plans. Whoopsie, wasn't me. <laughs> we see silent footage of various factions reacting to this. At his day job, Dieter is giving his media team a thumbs up in the command booth. In the Tokyo government buildings, Schnitzel is reporting to... <laughs> Schnitzel? Schnitzel is reporting something to his father, humbly taking a knee even on the call. And finally, the broadcast ends and we hear audio again as we see a polite bow from Suzuku, reporting for duty, 
and he's being met at the palace by Euphemia, telling him simply, Welcome home, Suzuku. The two of them are just emotionally spent after the prior night, but she politely asks him to help her fulfill her dream. I can't promise anything drastic, but I just want to see the smiles of those around me and those I've known before. Will you help me, my knight? He says he will, and takes his badge back from her hand in a very tender gesture. We see credits. How are we God. doing this week? You're about school. He's going to lose else. his boo. Uh, agreed. Yeah, no, this second episode, great. Previous episode, awful. <laughs> yeah, beach episode, bad. Cool robots are cool. You know, and the the thing also, man, Suzuku's going to lose his fucking mind if Euphemia just like straight up tells him, oh, yeah, that's my brother Lelouch is zero. <laughs> he's going to be so fucking like he's going to lose his goddamn shit. It is incredibly funny that there hasn't really been a conversation with Suzuku, who does know that the two are related, talking about how does it feel that I work for your sister? Yeah, yeah, the, um, there's a lot that just, God, it's, it's messy, right? Like, like just, we, we can't even have him claiming, oh, I'm in the engineering corps. He was visibly piloting that mech on live television. Yeah, everyone knows. It's like the, the information, uh, like the infosec, not great <laughs> in this show. Uh, it seems like nobody has like good memories for this shit either. I mean, aside from people that have been geosed and told to forget shit. Unless anyone's got anything else, uh, who wants plugs first, Garrett? Uh, I don't. I don't have plugs. I don't record another podcast called Journey Through the Decacast at JourneyThroughTheDecacast.com, where there's sometimes an episode about Karate Bugman in the name of Blade. Weird that you would bring it up if you don't do that. There's a new Common Rider movie out on Amazon. That's true. There is Shin Common Rider out on Amazon. Pretty good film out of ten. Would recommend watching. Yeah, if you want some more Hideaki Anno. I don't care about Bugman, should I check it out? Yeah, it's Hideaki Anno doing Yeah, it's Anno film. doing Anno stuff. Okay. I don't know if it's my favorite of the Shin films, but pretty good. None of them are as good as Shin Godzilla, but this is a firm second best. Look, Shin Godzilla, real fucking hard to beat. Yeah, that's very true. Mm, Shin Godzilla, kind of just a masterpiece. Yeah. Let's put it this way. I wouldn't say non-Ultraman fans need to go seeking out Shin Ultraman. Shin Kamen Rider's good on its own, whoever you are. That's true. Fair enough. Yeah, Shin Kamen Rider's a very, like, tight, well-paced film. Also, looking forward to seeing what the hell the new Godzilla turns out to be. Oh yeah, Godzilla minus one, I'm interested. Matt. Right. Uh, so if you didn't know this already, there is a premium version of Boku No Stop that we're going to rebrand at some point when we actually have a conversation about it with ideas, uh, where we just finished recording Serial Experiments Lane, and then we're going to go watch the, uh, well, we're going to do Tetsuo the Iron Man as a bonus episode, also for patrons. That's going to be, Sybil's got the sicko face going. I'm busting and the fuck in on that. <laughs> so uh -huh. glad that uh -huh. we decided to do that so I could get out of taking notes for something yet again. Oh, you think that. You think that, but you don't know what my notes for that are going to look like. <laughs> oh, I know what they'll be like. <laughs> How many times um, do you want to hear the phrase glistening oil? A lot. There's a lot of that. Oh, yeah. Oh. I have not seen it, so it's going to be new to me. Uh, so I can't believe this movie is called Godzilla Minus One. What the fuck is this? Well, we don't know. We've only seen a 30-second teaser. Mm. 
Anyway, uh, so what do we? What's the next one, Chris? That we're doing? Uh, be something. Be the beginning. Be oh, the beginning okay. on Netflix. Uh, apparently, it sucks, but it's fun that it sucks. <laughs> Look, yeah, it is. It sucks in a really good way. Yeah. <laughs> tired of listening to what forty-year-old Japanese men think about yeah. philosophy one hundred and one. Let's just watch some guys fight. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Get you a girl that sucks in a good way. <laughs> yeah, it's a trash can of Claire, man. <laughs> you can't call people trash can of Claire's, Chris. <laughs> sure you can. <gasps> Fuck. Uh, other than that, I write Yuri Marga reviews sometimes. I have one about to come out for Monologue Woman for You 3. This is on Okazu, uh, that blog over man, there. If only there was a channel you could post something about that so it would go somewhere where our listeners would be able to read about it. I do post it there when it comes out. It hasn't come out yet. Uh, it's probably on Wednesday. Uh, and I'm going to have a few more reviews coming in through there. I write a blog about, uh, the series, how do we relationship that I have not updated recently, but I'm going to keep that rolling volume nine coming out this Tuesday. Very hype. Uh, but, uh, yeah. And, uh, so, but you're going to talk about lighting exercise. I don't need to add that. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Chris, anything you want to pimp? Check out napping. Pretty good. Love it. Anyway, you can also listen to our RPG Games Club podcast, Lightning Strikes Thrice, elsewhere on the network. It has a few of us on there. We are currently covering indie hit Wolf's Drive. It's good, though. I lied. I called it It's great. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's, It's an indie. It is good. It should be more successful than it is, but that is a team that is going to have to dissolve for fucking solvency reasons. So if you want to hear Chris taking the reins on a season of LST and just being the hype man for a video game with characters called Peepoo, congrats. Go listen to Wolf. Definitely. We'll be back in two weeks with episodes 21 and 22 and holy fucking problematic everything, listeners. Get ready. I can't wait to talk to Matt about the drill in two weeks. Oh, Oh, no, no. Oh, no. Don't worry about it. (laughs) I don't like the way that sounds. Both recordings we have next time are just going to be all sorts of traumatic, Matt. Yay. Fuck me, I guess. (laughs) Don't say that around Tetsuo. You don't want the drill, Matt. (gasps) Don't fuck me, I guess. (laughs) You don't want the drill.